0: To tea. Welcome to Millennial Season 3, Episode 3. I'm Andrew.
1: I'm Elisa. I'm Laura.
0: And I'm Matt. Laura and Elisa, both of you sound ill. What's going on? <laughs>
1: Uh Yeah, I think our bodies decided to boycott Trump's inauguration.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I Elisa. swallowed a cheese grater in an attempt to kill myself before Trump becomes president. <laughs>
0: wow. And it got
2: stuck in my throat.
0: Are you sure you two just weren't practicing scream rock a little too hard like I do here on the show and you just tore your voices
2: up? Yeah, that's what it was. We, we got down with Kid Rock a little too hard last week. I see. Yeah, we, were, see. Uh,
1: we were actually helping Three Doors Down do their sound check. Uh, they <laughs> haven't performed in a while. It's been since, like, 2003. It's been a while for them.
0: They thought nobody cared about them anymore, and then Donald Trump hit the bottom of the barrel and was like, Oh, my God, finally somebody wants us. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, so, Laura, you so we, we just passed over um, MLK Weekend's. And you went out and participated in an event?
1: Yeah. So we, I mean, most cities have uh, MLK parades. Um, But the one here in Atlanta is, of course, pretty iconic because this is where um, Dr. King preached in the Ebenezer Baptist Church and, of course, had just an enormous presence in in the South in general. Um, So there's always a parade that goes um, to the the King Center in downtown Atlanta. Um, So I did that and it was awesome. Like, I've never – I've done this parade a few years in a row, and I've never seen as many people there as were there this year. So I was really glad I went.
0: Cool. Nice to do an event like that um, while Obama is still president, too. Yes,
1: definitely. (laughs) And also in light of Trump's comments about Representative John Lewis, who is Georgia's 5th Congressional District representative. There was a lot of love for him that day in the parade, so – that was good.
0: Good, good. Jesus. We'll touch on that in a minute. Yeah. Hey, you know, speaking of the inauguration, I have CNN here, and I'm seeing, and I'm not kidding, Three Doors Down is performing right now in Trump's presence. Let's tune in a little bit. Oh, the be, oh yeah, they're playing their hit. down, even if I could. cut to a shot of the trumps they're not enjoying it at all deadpan all of them
3: i think that's just their resting bitch face yeah so like i have a question andrew
1: did they time travel a bunch of ninth graders from 2003 and put them like right in the mosh pit
0: i don't know but the lead singer whatever his name is he's got like a justin bieber looking haircut it's (laughs) it's pretty sad Anyway, that's going on. at the, So we're on election, or sorry, inauguration eve right now. Um, does anyone have any plans for it tomorrow?
1: Well, I'm um, not watching Mango Mussolini get sworn in, if that's I'm, what you're asking.
0: <laughs>
3: I'm making my feminist shirt for Saturday.
0: Oh, you're going to do a women's march? Go,
3: go to a women's march? Yeah, the one in downtown Los Angeles. Good for you. Yeah, Lauren going, and
1: Lisa, are you going to one of those? I'm going to the one here in Atlanta, yeah.
0: Those yeah. are going to be gigantic, aren't they?
1: Yeah, they're
2: getting They are. Big. They are. I'm excited for the one in D.C. I was supposed to go. I'm going to try and go. I mean, I'm really fucking sick. So on one hand, I think, nah, that's a pass. I don't have to go. On the other hand, I remember the women who starved themselves to death in prisons to win the right to vote. And I think, maybe I should suck it up. Yeah, check your privilege. <laughs>
0: that's good that's great well i'm happy for y'all i'm gonna be in minneapolis i think it's too cold for me to go but i, I don't know we'll see i want to be a part of history
2: listen <laughs> Washington. i have to tell you guys washington dc is unrecognizable right now it's yeah? i oh, mean God. it looks like president snow has taken over the Capitol. there are <laughs> there are giant banners with trump's face all over the place there are people in "Make America Great Again" hats, and I don't mean like a hundred or two hundred people, just thousands of people swarming the city, you know, with like Trump paraphernalia. Most of them, forty to sixty percent, somewhere in that range, have cowboy hats. Um, I don't think that's a coincidence, and it's no. just, it's just, it's insane. And you know, more power to them. It's just that D.C. is such a liberal town. That yeah. this is very shocking on everyone's senses. I actually have a lot of friends who've left town because they're genuinely afraid of <laughs> of something going awry, of getting into you know a fight or something like that. Because there's so many Trump supporters. My yeah. Gosh. Wait, wait. That's, wait. That's Talk crazy. about the
1: porta potties. Oh,
2: right. The other thing <laughs> I just found this out today: there are porta potties, of course, all up and down the National Mall where the inauguration is going to happen and there's weirdly enough giant white pieces of tape over the labels on the porta potties and no one could figure out why like why are all the labels the company labels crossed out turns out it's because the company who provided the porta potties is called Don's Johns <coughs> and oh my god and the inaugural committee, Trump's inaugural committee was like, fuck no, they got nervous that it was bad PR and it was going to associate the incoming president with a bunch of shitholes, literal shitholes, yeah. a bunch of toilets. That they, is they, amazing.
1: They thought, it's not exactly a stretch. Don's
2: Johns would read like Donald Trump's johns, Donald Trump's toilets. So right. they made Don's Johns cover up their own signs. So
0: oh that my no gosh! One could see them. Okay, will not you feed this story to BuzzFeed or somebody? Get one of them to rip off the white label so we can see that there's Don's Johns The internet will love that.
2: Yeah, I'll try. And You've got it a picture.
0: story here, Elisa. <laughs>
2: I'll hey, I've I'll got an
0: I've got an update from the concert. Three Doors Down is now playing "Kryptonite." Let's listen in. Oh yeah. Oh uh, yeah. Green lights lighting oh, up the Jesus.
1: Lincoln Memorial stage. I just fucking can't. <laughs> this oh, song is so... is
3: almost twenty years old. Not yeah. quite. <clears throat> almost though, like ninety nine no. or
1: something. No, this came out when Bush was in office. Oh, Kryptonite
3: release date. Ooh, look at. Oh, I'm looking at the crowd.
1: What? Wow, really?
0: Year two thousand. <laughs> yep, that's how old you are, Laura.
1: Jesus Christ.
0: All right. Well, one other thing here related to uh, the end of Obama and, and the intro of Donald Trump. We found out where uh, Obama is flying off to, off to after the inauguration. Palm Springs, California. Old hey, home of Matt. Hey! My hometown. Do you, any, do you have any recommendations for what Obama should do there? Any good restaurants or anything?
3: No restaurants. No. no nothing like that. It's really nice and quiet. There's a lot of hiking. There is a lot... of Actually, there is a lot of conservatism in Palm Springs. A lot of people think that it's it's really liberal because of all the uh, but gays, yeah, yeah, all the gays. But growing up, I was pretty much only subjugated to like conservatism and Republicans.
0: The Obamas have vacationed there before, and I think there is rumors that they may buy a house there. I heard so, that too. Uh, yeah, I was wondering why they chose Palm Springs. I am thinking that since there are very large mountains there, I am talking like really big mountains, like amazing mountains the best mountains you've ever seen just the best um i think it'd be a good place to hide like they can maybe go hide under a mountain when trump hits go on the nuclear codes
3: yeah probably
0: figure that'd be a safe it's
3: closer to like place. the bunkers in nevada like.
0: yeah yeah I don't, yeah yeah sure it's true
3: though palm springs is very like hidden like in every aspect of the of the word there are resorts that you will never be able to see because they are like deep inside the crevices of mountains Wait what? Yeah, <laughs> it's I'm it's 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 the weirdest thing. Like I hear about these these like golf resorts or hotels or even schools that are inside between like two <laughs> mountain hills, and there's even okay. supposed to be like a little person ranch. It's never been <laughs> confirmed. It's okay. this it's this old legend or something because you can't really get past a certain point because then <laughs> then
0: security will uh, hold you from the gate or something. But, okay. Um. Before we get to AP choice today, let's talk a little series of unfortunate events that hit Netflix last weekend. I warned, I, I told listeners they should definitely check it out. Um, did any is everybody watching here?
1: Yeah, um, I yeah, I'm a few episodes in at this point. I really like it.
0: Yeah, Andrew, um, have you read the books? I can't remember yeah, what you said.
1: Yeah, I read the books when I was a kid, or like okay, you, like young teenager, I guess. Um, but I think the show is um. It's super in line with the tone of the books whereas that mm. fucking abominable movie with Jim Carrey that came out a decade or so ago was nowhere near it. Um yeah. it tried very hard to make things silly and it was more of like the books are more like whimsical and dark.
2: Mm-hmm. If okay. I had
1: to describe them. So
3: so okay, I am very much in the in the minority here, but I got to say I was not a fan. I watched the entire series, and I did not like any. I nice guess nice. this. I guess the cinematography was good, but I thought the actors were not cast well. I thought. I thought every. I th- honestly, I think I preferred the movie. Really? Uh, yeah, I did not think Neil Patrick Harris was very good. But I don't really, really find you, know, Patrick Harris. I don't think you get He's
0: a, a series of unfortunate events. I no,
3: think that's I your No, I did. No, I wanted to like it so bad. I watched the entire No, but thing. have you
0: read the books?
1: No, that's I didn't point. read the
0: books.
3: I'm going to have really... to disagree
1: with you there. I I mean, it definitely, per, it definitely portrays the story through the eyes of the children, because that's what the books did. But I don't think that that makes it childish in terms of humor. The movie, I thought, was so much worse than that, because Jim Carrey was just so over the top and for count Olaf's character that's saying something
0: hmm yeah I thought he I thought MPH was a really good Olaf I can't imagine anyone else being as versatile as he was Um, you just with the different costumes and and characters he was playing I loved the closing spoiler I watched the final episode last night Um, I I liked it on a whole a a lot and I'm looking forward to the next season it kind of makes me want to read the books again I think I mentioned Mm -hmm. Last episode, my, my brother's a huge fan of the books, and I watched the, the first couple of episodes with him, and he he really loved it. And and here's the other thing. It's very loyal to the books, mm-hmm. and that's what my brother appreciates a lot.
1: Yeah, the movie was not. The movie was – I mean, at that point, the books weren't finished, and so the mm-hmm. movie just sort of invented an ending because I guess they didn't think oh, yeah. they were going to get a sequel. The ending
3: was pretty shit, and yeah. I, I agree with you there. Well, um, and the
0: movie only covered the first two books, I think, right? Two
1: or three, yeah.
3: Yeah. I, I really hope that the second season gets a bigger boost from a, for a budget because I, the CGI really made it hard for me to enjoy it. It was pretty oh, bad. jeez. I mean, I'm sorry. I, I honestly, I wish I could see what you guys are saying. The child actors, I can't understand a single word they're saying because they're talking so fast, but they're not articulating, so I can't. <laughs> what? The, the, the narrator, the guy who plays Lemony Snicket, he's in it way are too fucking you being paid much. by Hulu to talk no, down this new series? No, I, I was thoroughly excited to watch this series, and I, was, I, think, I, think my, I think my expectations were too high up because
2: it was Netflix.
1: Matt, I think okay. I think we watched a different show.
2: <laughs> Maybe I don't think I we saw would the laugh same thing. Hysterically, if like this whole time Matt was watching like a nature documentary and he's like <laughs> staring at like these fucking penguins, he's like, I don't understand what they're saying. Like, I know that they're kids, but they're not speaking English.
0: Let's move on to AP choice. Last week I complained that we didn't get any. This week, we got some. You know Ooh. what helped? I included a picture of Thomas Jefferson, Elise's Bay, with the post. I think that encouraged people.
1: That always helps. T. Jeff had yeah. a strong chin.
0: Let's start with this one from, from, from okay, from Brandon. <laughs> My friend Haley recently joined Tinder and has sent me lots of screenshots of profiles. There are a lot of people posting about their credit scores, both good and bad. Is this a new thing? Is a good credit score how you attract to mate these days? Please discuss. That's ridiculous. <laughs> how funny is that? I have, have Has anyone seen this on Tinder? No, I don't no. use Tinder.
1: Um, mm. I mean, I, I understand that at a certain point when you get into a serious relationship with someone and you're thinking about marriage, things like credit <laughs> scores do count because if you're going to be merging your finances... That can be an issue if one person's got really shitty credit and has a lot of debt, because then the other person in the marriage kind of assumes some responsibility for that financially. But in terms of just putting that out there, like when you're meeting people, (laughs) I think it's weird.
0: I guess I should put mine in there. I have a good credit score.
1: But why does it matter? Uh, Yeah, Just because
0: you have good credit doesn't
3: mean you have money in your bank account.
0: It's a sign of character, though. You're reliable. You pay your bills.
1: But
3: I think that's too much of personal information to just put out there.
1: Well, and also, I mean, you have to understand, like, sometimes there are things that can happen to you that are outside of your control that can negatively impact your credit. Like, I had a credit card opened fraudulently in my name about five years ago. And I haven't been able to get it removed from my credit report. I've tried a million different times and it just won't. I can't get them to take it off. So, hmm. since it's been a long time since it happened, it's not really impacting me anymore. And it's going to fall off in another year or so. But the first couple of years it was on there, it was really negatively impacting me.
0: Ew, yeah,
3: that's too yeah. bad. I don't know. I-, I would not like to be in a relationship with someone who bases whether they can be in a relationship
0: or not based on their credit score
1: yeah that's ridiculous.
0: <laughs> I know a lot of people put like that that personality thing on there what what is what's what is it called? It's like four letters oh i like, like
1: I'm an i n f yeah exactly
0: <laughs> yeah like that makes sense mm-hmm. for for a dating profile, but yeah,
1: I mean, it's
3: fun. I mean it's a fun thing to have a conversation about, just like your horoscope, like I'm a Virgo or I'm a Pisces. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but
1: can you imagine going to dinner with somebody who's like, all right? let's pull out the credit scores now do you have a car loan <laughs> you have a mortgage mm, okay how much student loan debt do you have you know
0: well we're gonna talk about factors like that in after dark today actually
1: yes we are laura I... and i are
0: gonna have an adult conversation about this i was reading your notes and mm-hmm. i want to cry oh i feel like i there's no hope left for
1: no me. no no. don't don't despair it's just been made much harder for people in our generation much like everything else
0: yeah oh good <laughs> um here's another one from viv so we are seeing a lot of protests of the P. Otis and lesser ones of the congress and senate what can should what can slash should we be doing if we want to stand up against the current swing to the right in our country is it too early to start working on those seats up in 2018 there must be something more useful for us to do than live in hate slash despair point us in the right direction political mavens there's a new name for you too larnie lisa oh, I political mavens.
1: Love that <laughs> Um, I would say never too early to start working towards those seats in 2018. Uh, as a matter of fact, I'm pretty sure people have already started. I would recommend, apart from just staying engaged and making sure that you're paying attention to what's happening in Congress and not just being distracted by Donald Trump and his bullshit, mm-hmm. I would say actually becoming engaged with your representatives, calling their offices and voicing your opinion and letting them know how you feel about stuff And be sure to include in there that you won't vote for them if they do X, Y, or Z thing that you don't like. I have to say, I live in Georgia, and I have called my senators and congressman office more times than I can count. And every time in the past, it's always been a very quick, hello, I'll take your comment. Okay, thank you very much. I'll pass that on to the senator. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. This time, since Trump has been elected they've been asking for my name, my email address, my billing address, you know, or actually my my just address. Um they've been asking for all this information because their offices have been getting flooded. And if mm. they hear from enough people, that may actually help us start pushing them into doing some stuff that's at least not, you know, totally crazy. Mhm. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, I agree with that. I I also think, I mean, there's a lot that that we can all be doing number one though, I think is engaging in politics on a state and local level. Um, I think for, or, or if you're going to do it on the federal level, do pay attention to 2018, do pay attention to who's going to be running. Start working on that. Now, is it too, are you kidding? It is definitely not too early to start worrying about <laughs> that. Everyone's already worrying about that. I would definitely find who, who you think is going to be running, um in in 2018, and volunteer for their campaigns. Um, and then I think the second part is also just knowing which issues to make important. I think, I think very often we get caught up in in substance issues, like for example, abortion and healthcare, and those are all very very important things. But the reason that we are kind of here today isn't because of those issues, it's because of process issues. No one's paying attention to gerrymandering, for example. And as quickly as the issue came around, the issue of the Electoral College has suddenly left everyone's radar. But no one's talking about amending that or abolishing that. Those are process issues. Donald Trump is the president of the United States because lots of reasons, but partly because of process issues that no one took the time to care about. Or to or to write about, so I, I think we need to sort of shift our focus to that. We need to, mm-hmm. gerrymandering is like a really big thing. If we do not fix gerrymandering in this country, it will not matter how much you vote, how much you write or call your congressman. None of it will matter because the districts will be rigged to go in a particular party's favor in many states in most states they are rigged to go in republican's favor but in other states like maryland they are rigged to go in democrat's favor either way they're fucking rigged and it's mm-hmm. wrong and undemocratic mm-hmm. and i think that what laura said is is definitely true do not disengage do not stop reading stop calling your congressman um but call them about these types of issues in particular mm-hmm. yeah
3: Earlier today, I watched uh, an, an interview with uh, Masha Gessen. She was being interviewed asking, like, what is one of the things that everyday citizens should continue doing? And she said just to not stop being hysterical about everything. Because if the moment that we start to quiet down is the moment when they start to not really care about what they're doing and what the opinion is for the public.
1: Mm-hmm. And I would just say on more of a personal level, too, don't become desensitized. To the kind of discrimination that we're going to see. I'm not going to say begin seeing because discrimination is not something new for this country, but it's going to get worse. Mm-hmm. And be prepared to stand up against that when you see it because the only way that these people will continue feeling as though they've been given permission to act this way is if you do nothing.
2: Yeah.
0: Be prepared. And-
2: and the last, Speak. I'm, I, I'm oh, sorry, okay. I, This is, I think this is actually important. I forgot to mention the last thing here is if you want something actionable to actually do, I think that right now we're seeing a, a culture shift or the results rather of a culture shift. And I think that this sort of alt-right movement is very scary for a lot of people, even if you're not liberal, even moderates, it's a very scary thing to see someone who identifies with literal Nazism in the White House. One of the best things we can do to, to combat that is to actually embrace uh, media and entertainment that celebrates diversity. So, I, so when you think, for example, of uh, the gay rights movement, uh, we, have, we have gay marriage in this country now Believe it or not, in my opinion, as a result of TV shows like Will and Grace, we have, we have, yes, b- because those TV shows normalized it. Because mm-hmm. before then, you know, uh, before then, being gay was such a stigma and there were stereotypes and no one really knew or didn't think that they knew. Any gay people. And then Will and Grace made it so normal. And we're like, yeah, they just fuck around in their living room and make jokes and, you know, totally just like me and my friends. And the normalizing of diversity is, I think, what has given us so much progress in the social social realm. So we can support TV shows, movies, music, anything like that where there's a diverse group of people. You know, go to the movie and watch that movie, even if you might not otherwise. Put your money where your mouth is. Support yeah. the, support those support that media so that diversity continues to be normalized in the face of an administration that's trying to lambast it.
0: I will also say another show that did that was Modern Family. That's a current example of normalization of gay people. Yeah. Will and Grace, by the way, coming back for a new season next year. Has it been confirmed? It was announced yesterday. Ten episodes. I'm sure it's going to be super gay now that people are more into gay people. So look forward to that Mm -hmm. if you watched that show. I was not one of them.
3: I think it's time for for American television to have a, uh,
0: a Muslim modern family. You know what? I think it's time for television to start coming up with original ideas instead of recycling the old stuff. I agree. Yeah, that, that that'll happen. Um one other AP choice here. Josh wanted us to wanted our thoughts on uh Lady Gaga's Super Bowl performance uh because there's a report that she's going to be performing on the roof of the stadium.
1: <laughs> Did, wait, didn't she just do the Super Bowl last year?
0: No. She's a, she's never done the Super Bowl. You're confusing no. her with another another pop music icon, Beyonce. Bruno. No, oh, Beyonce didn't do Bruno it last Mars. Oh no,
1: Beyonce did. She do it last had year.
0: a cameo. Mm-hmm. No, yeah. but
1: wait, didn't Lady Gaga sing the national anthem?
0: Yes. Okay. And now she's been promoted to halftime show.
1: Gotcha. Okay.
0: So I think that's very Gaga for her to uh, perform on the top of the stadium, and then presumably she'll somehow come down to the ground, and that'll be entertaining to watch because we'll all wonder if she's gonna fall or not kill herself but yeah i think that's pretty cool that's very very gaga of her to do something different remember when she used to be unique and do stuff that was different the meat dress
1: i was just thinking oh my god yeah and arriving in the egg
0: oh yeah i missed the egg that was cool
1: yeah i still like
0: her new album joanne
1: I haven't listened to it, to be honest. I haven't.
3: Yeah, I I think I've listened to... Oh, we listened to a couple songs when we were all together this past winter, but... Yes, I
0: forced it on the co-hosts. Yeah, it was...
1: Did you? I must have blacked out. So,
0: thank you to our $10 patron supporters who have access to AP Choice. We make the posts pretty regularly. Honestly, we don't do it weekly, but we do it at least a couple of times a month, and we'll try to get those in as often as possible because we love including your topics that you want us to discuss on the show patreon.com slash millennial we would love your support if you don't already let's move to news i know this happened just after we recorded last week's episode and elisa was very excited to talk about it right elisa
2: yes i was andrew <laughs> <laughs> i can't tell if we're mocking me or bill clinton with that voice the same thing. <laughs> oh hey everybody <laughs> elisa you want to come over and uh, smoke some cigars <laughs> that's how my voice got this way Bill, smoking cigars with Bill Clinton. <laughs> oh, I would love to
1: smoke cigars with Bill Clinton. That'd be awesome.
2: Yeah, we could do if, worse. <laughs> so you guys might have heard uh, that ExxonMobil uh, has been in the news lately because it was discovered that they have been doing their own scientific research on climate change for the past 45 years. Uh, and there began to be a lot of questions about what this research had um, revealed, and what ExxonMobil was doing with it. And the the gist of it is, the suspicion, of course, has always been that ExxonMobil um, funded some of the most advanced, actually, for the time, 45 years ago anyway, some of the most advanced research on climate change and the impact of the oil industry on climate change. And then not only did they sit on that research and not share it, But they actually funded anti-climate change propaganda to dispel the truth. Now, there wasn't a lot of hard evidence for that. And as a result, um, the Massachusetts Attorney General decided to sue them to see, okay, well, what are in your records? Let's see. So recently, just just last week, Um, They lost that battle to keep their records hidden. So in effect, we are very soon, supposedly, going to see all of ExxonMobil's records on climate change, all of the research, and whether or not they have been funding anti-climate science propaganda. It's almost definitely true that they were. It's a very good assumption, but now we're going to see actual evidence of it. Um, they entered a plea, a, a, an emergency stay, to delay this decision, uh, to delay having to release their documents. But the Massachusetts judge overseeing the case actually uh, declined their stay and said that, no, you must release everything you have and tell us the truth immediately. Because, by the way, if they have been doing this, that means – I mean, God only knows how many federal lawsuits and federal statutes they have broken – but it the the primary one would be um uh enacting danger to public health, which is huge mm-hmm. um, so point being is any day now we should be getting documents from them that tells us the truth about their involvement in climate science propaganda but uh, ExxonMobil just released a statement actually yesterday saying we are still reviewing. The judge's verdict in this case, and whether or not to re- to release this to release our records, and everyone's sort of like, bro, you don't have a choice. This is a fe- this is a federal judge who has said to you, "No, you must tell us what the fuck have you been up to?"
3: Yeah, and, and the fact like, eh, that they're being so so sensitive and so reluctant to release it,
2: that means they got some shit
3: that they don't want known right?
1: well, I think it's also worth noting that exxonMobil's former CEO. Uh, Rex Tillerson is up for Secretary of State. (laughs) Yeah. Didn't we talk about a story that was similar to this? And I don't think it had to do with global warming. I feel like it was several months back, but it was some kind of company that was doing its own scientific research into some kind of medication that it was producing or a medication that it was against, I suppose, Um, um into why it was good or why it was bad. And I don't remember who it was, but I feel like this is something that we've seen quite a bit, um, companies trying to do their own scientific research. And I'm sorry, you don't get to do that because you're automatically
2: biased. <laughs> yeah. yeah and, th- and the thing is, is honestly... If ExxonMobil just did their own research and that was the end of it, I'm not sure that it would be that big of a controversy. The real controversy here is the allegation that they effectively knew the dangers of climate change and the oil industry's impact on climate change long before anybody else. And not only did they sit on that information, they actively worked against it. They actively funded campaigns to to make people doubt that climate change was real. Yep. That is the problem.
1: Mm
3: hmm.
2: Okay. Yep. So we just have
1: so much to look forward to.
3: What? So, <laughs> do you guys, in your opinions, do you honestly, what do you think is going to happen once they actually do release everything? Do you think that Exxon will have like information that will really hurt, what, what's his name? T- Tillerson? Tillerson. Tillerson's chances of becoming secretary of state
1: i don't know because we have a republican controlled congress (laughs) so i don't really know Mm. we this is we live in such unprecedented times i i don't know what to tell you matt
0: unprecedented with a c or an s
1: unprecedented with a c
0: okay a c okay not the trump way well speaking of trump and his twitter antics um he you know this is just more proof that no one actually vets his tweets. Um, him and uh, John Lewis, who Laura mentioned earlier in the show, um, John Lewis had said he did not view Donald Trump as a, quote, legitimate president. And naturally, the next day on Saturday, Trump couldn't resist <laughs> responding. <laughs> he tweeted, Congressman John Lewis should spend more time on fixing and helping his district which is in horrible shape and falling apart, not to mention crime infested, rather than falsely complaining about the election results. All talk, 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 no action or results. Sad, end quote. Now, John Lewis is a civil rights activist. He's regarded as you know one of the greatest modern day civil rights leaders. He was one of the original Freedom Riders. He was beaten by police officers while marching from Selma to Montgomery in Alabama. It doesn't sound like somebody who's... All talk 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 no action
1: yeah now, so
0: I adding like- to the stupidity is that john lewis does or sorry trump does this over memorial over mlk weekend i mean
1: <laughs> yeah just proof
0: he, he he no one's telling him hey this is probably not a good idea
1: yeah while trump was draft dodging john lewis was getting the shit beat out of him in the name of equality Ooh.
0: boom snap john oh, lewis snap.
1: is an american hero And as somebody who lives in Georgia and actually works in John Lewis's district, I was super offended. The people of Atlanta were super offended. People were out in the streets taking videos to put up and make these, like, satirical news reports about how dangerous the 5th Congressional District is. It's like people, like, walking around with lattes with their well-adjusted animals and, like, pushing kids on swing sets and shit. He represents some of the most affluent <laughs> parts of Atlanta. And and I mean most of Atlanta for that. You know, uh and it's just it, it was so kind of hilarious to everyone here to see him shit all over Atlanta, but everybody here was super pissed that he shit on John Lewis cuz we're like you have no idea what you're talking about. That man still has scars on his head from where his skull was cracked open by police. Mm-hmm.
3: I mean he's reverse he was revered by both Democrats and Republicans. Yeah,
1: not good to disrespect somebody who bled for the rights of other people and who now represents so many of those people who they bled for. Fuck you.
0: Nice. Well said. Here's some good news though. Let's let's talk about some good news. Um and shocking news, frankly. Ringling Bros. Barnum and Bailey, the greatest show on earth, the 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 circus um is closing down after 146 years. I was really shocked when I heard about this. Um the CEO of the company Kenneth Feld said, after much evaluation and deliberation, my family and I have made the difficult business decision because ticket sales have been declining, but following the transition of the elephants off the road, we saw an even more dramatic drop. This, coupled with high operating costs, made the circus an unsustainable business for the company. You may remember that they took um, elephants out of their shows a couple of years ago. And I guess people really liked seeing the elephants. That's why the tickets ticket sales dropped. Um, but, but like he said in that statement, ticket sales have been dropping in general. It seems like between this and... When I read this, I was thinking about SeaWorld how they have been under fire for holding orca whales for breeding orca whales which they haven't done in a while by the way um and they've stopped that now um and they're changing their orca shows uh, it, people seem less interested in seeing animal shows because they know that these animals are all treated horribly i i mean are animal acts becoming a thing of the past i think so poor one out for harambe
2: my only concern, I don't like animal shows myself, obviously. Uh, my my only concern is not exposing kids to, to animals. So, for example, I have very mixed feelings about zoos in general. On one hand, mm-hmm. kind of fucking hate them because there are all these gorgeous animals that deserve to be in the wild, that should be in the wild. And here we are putting them in cages. And that makes me very uncomfortable for our own entertainment, mind you. On the other hand, I think, well, not every zoo, but a lot of zoos rehabilitate animals and they tend to take in sick animals that wouldn't survive in the wild. And they also expose them to a new generation of children who we really need to be on our side environmentally. We really need these kids to pick up the torch and do what previous generations haven't done and be in favor of conservation, and make conservation and animal rights a real priority. Are they ever going to do that if they never see an animal besides a dog or a cat? I don't
1: know. Right. Yeah, and I think that's why it's really important for zoos and other companies that have animal acts to move towards a conservation model, Mm -hmm. wherein they are acting as rehabilitation centers or centers for animals that are too ill or otherwise unable to return to the wild but i think that capturing healthy animals and breeding them in captivity i think those days need to end
0: yeah uh man i still want to go back to SeaWorld and see an oracle whale show i'm sorry but i just want to i went when i was a kid in ohio there used to be a SeaWorld park there it shut down. I haven't been back since. I want to go to SeaWorld San Diego.
1: Have you seen blackfish?
0: Yes, I've seen blackfish well, then- and guess what? I still want to go.
1: Well, then you've seen an orca show. <laughs>
0: oh. <laughs> hey, uh speaking of SeaWorld, Tillicum died. That was yeah. the uh, sea- SeaWorld's oldest whale in Orlando. He uh yeah, SeaWorld was on um was on was was doing the whole spin thing when they announced his death they warned us he was in bad health about a year ago um nobody really knew at the time and by the way we were talking about conservation rehabilitation sea world does a lot of that too now and that's yes. what they really try to push with people which is good of course
1: yeah and, and look, i i want to continue encouraging sea world to do that because i think that they definitely have a place in the world, I don't necessarily want them to shut their doors, but I definitely want to see them moving towards a conservation model. I don't want to see animals yeah. balancing beach balls on their noses, mm-hmm. yeah, fucking agree. stupid.
0: Mm-hmm. And and that's what SeaWorld is shifting to. Like I said, they're not breeding. Um, a- and look, they can't release these animals back into no. the world. That's the problem. No. so no, the ones they, can't. they have now, they're stuck with.
1: I totally agree with that. I think it would be irresponsible for them to do that.
0: Oh, of course, yeah. And, uh, I mean, it's, and, and look, they just have to be like right now, oh, well, our hands are tied, so we, we're stuck with them. We may as well do some sort of show with them anyway. Sad, but what are you going to do at this point? So anyway, farewell, greatest show on earth. I think I went to, uh, uh, Ring Luberos show as a kid.
1: I think I did too, actually.
0: Yeah, they were fun.
1: <laughs>
0: I feel bad saying that, looking at this picture of the elephants who are performing. I don't know why the, the elephants got phased out, but how about the tigers and all these others? I mean, why did why was it just the elephants who who got phased out? I don't get it.
2: They had better lobbyists. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right, Elise. So what's going on in the in uh, in the world that's hidden from the headlines?
2: So I haven't seen anything about this. Florida, the Florida State Legislature, really soon is going to be voting on a bill that would allow licensed firearm owners to take guns into classrooms, airports, and government buildings. Um, The gun rights advocacy group called Florida Open Carry, Inc. has begun rallying their troops with a bunch of mass emails and a bunch of protests trying to get Floridians on board with this new bill that would repeal current laws Forbidding guns on college campuses, airports, government buildings, etc. This bill is numbered SB 140 for anybody interested in actually looking at it. And it's been introduced by Senator Greg Stube. I hope I'm pronouncing that name right. Kind of don't care. He sounds like a shitbag. His last (laughs) name is spelled S-T-E-U-B-E. He's a Republican representing Sarasota. Um, when asked about this bill and why he thinks it's important for guns to be allowed in classrooms and airports, he said, quote, Well, if you want to kill as many people as possible before cops arrive, then you're probably going to find a place where law-abiding citizens can't carry. So that's why I think we should allow them to carry. <laughs> everywhere
0: yeah you know i've seen republicans including my uncle make arguments similar to this they say well you everyone needs to have a weapon so that we can fight fire with fire until the cops show up and that just seems so stupid to me adding more guns is not going to yeah, solve anything. let's let's
1: picture this scenario somebody walks into a, a public school with a gun
0: say sandy Hook and for fun. yeah,
1: and, and you all of a sudden have panic, and you have panicked teachers trying to corral thirty panicked five year olds all while shooting a gun. That sounds like a great mm. idea,
0: sensing some and, sarcasm here, but yeah, okay i was I, I was sensing it too
3: is maybe just
1: a little no this is it's so we have open carry laws here in Georgia, actually um you are allowed to carry. Um, guns into airports and certain government buildings here um and it's fucking terrifying because we have so many fucking assholes here who just do it to prove a point we had a guy a year a year and a half ago who carried an ar-15 into hartsfield jackson international airport
0: how about um and, and got
1: really pissed off when the police were kind of interested in why he was doing that
0: yeah I don't need to fly down to Orlando to go to Disney World or the Wizarding World and have to worry about people walking around with guns. Doesn't sound like a good tourist element, an element as a tourist. I want to feel safe there in MCO.
1: Yeah, and I, I really hope that that Florida sees that as a potential threat to their business. Yeah. Because, uh, I mean, tourism is their business. That's their economy.
0: I mean, well, okay. so could you bring a a gun into Disney World like that's private property? No. So
1: if if a company, a a private company is allowed to have a no firearms policy and they are allowed to deny you entrance or deny you entrance with your weapon. However, Mm. they can't really do much about it if you're concealing it very well
0: yeah mm. but you know what Disney and Disney World they and, and Universal now they put up all these security checkpoints you have to walk through metal detectors to get into Disneyland right now yeah isn't that magical
1: yeah well it's crazy though like pe- and people throw fits if you deny them entry like I have a friend who um, I used to work with at a retail store around here and he was talking the other day about how the store has a policy against firearms and this guy fucking flipped his shit just two days ago about how his second amendment rights were being trampled on because the store wouldn't let him walk around with his gun because he thinks that he lives in the fucking wild west.
0: Oh my gosh.
1: Nope.
0: And the
2: other thing, this, this particular piece of legislation, this whole notion of open carry in in public places, like classrooms, especially, um, you know, an insult to Sandy Hook, by the way, in my yeah. opinion but but the what really gets me about this is that it sort of undermines the gun the gun lobby's entire argument, which to me, I've always interpreted as being, okay, well, guns are important, a because we're hunters and we're big on hunting, and you need to stop painting. You need to stop painting gun rights advocates with a with a broad brush. We don't all just love guns; we use them. They are you know utility tools. We hunt with them and then the second argument I hear from them a lot is that they is that it's it's about being able to take up arms in the event that the government comes after them, and that this is a way that they can protect themselves from tyranny, which is admittedly, what the Second Amendment was written for, um, but this doesn't have anything to do with that. Open carry in classrooms and airports? What are you hunting? Luggage? What are you, like, what, what are you standing up to? What kind of tyranny are you standing up to? Homework assignments? How mm-hmm. does This doesn't seem to me to jive at all with their message. This really is just about liking guns, mm-hmm. and that's yeah. fine. You can like guns. There's nothing wrong with that. Keep them on your fucking property, though. That's yeah. it. That's not a big ask.
1: Yeah. I mean, I like, as somebody who grew up in the South, I have known responsible gun owners all my life. I don't have a problem with people owning guns. I've gone camping with friends who have flat out told me, like, hey, just so you know, I am carrying a gun. And this is where it is in my tent. I just want to be totally honest with you about why I have that. And I know why they have it, because in North Georgia, when we go camping, there are wild animals out there. Like we do have some mountain cats and some bears. That I totally understand. But this nonsense thing- of being like, I need to carry a gun with me to a park, like which has yeah. actually happened here, by the way. Some guy carried his gun and walked around a child's soccer game with it, showing it off.
2: And if they're so if they're, if their real concern now really is public safety and security, then why don't you just fucking fund the police? Get security for our schools and airports and government buildings. Why isn't that your solution? Why is your go-to solution to public safety issues, you know, ammunition, more guns, open Mm -hmm. carry? Why is that? Is that, like, are are they're like... I, these these types these particular types of Republicans are one trick ponies. There's no creative policy solutions. There's no debate. There's no actual conversation about how to treat public safety. It's just guns, guns. Yeah, yeah, you know, all caps <laughs> guns. Yeah. Well, and
1: they're very selective about what they want to protect as well. You know what else needs a lot of protecting right now? Gun nuts. If you if you really feel like you need to be a bunch of vigilante warriors gay clubs, mosques, right. and other places of worship for minority communities. How about black churches? Think they need protection, yeah, but I don't, get I, don't up. I don't see you lining up to protect those people.
2: The one thing I will say in favor of this though, just to play devil's advocate, oh, is I God. do at least enjoy I do at least enjoy how They have included government buildings on their list of places (laughs) where guns should be allowed. Because what has always troubled me is when gun rights activists say, we should be able to carry guns everywhere. And then I look at them and say, okay, how about your office? Oh, no, 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 not there. Not there. If you go into most government offices, most government buildings, and and many government meetings, you're Mm -hmm. not allowed to bring guns in there with you. That's weird. And I always thought that was so hypocritical because if guns really make us all safer, wouldn't you want all of us carrying guns into your office? Why not? Why not? So, you know what? At least they're not hypocrites about it. At least in in Florida's case, (laughs) they are really going to allow me to bring, you know, guns into their office.
0: Yeah. Thank God. We need to address something we talked about on last week's After Dark. Laura, you weren't here, so I'm excited for you to jump in on this conversation. Oh, God. We kind of got into an unexpected conversation about anal. (laughs) Unexpected.
3: (laughs) No, we we knew what we were getting into.
0: Because Elisa wanted to try anal for the first time. So we got a tip here. Patrick sent in a tip. (laughs) Matt and, Andrew- <laughs> Matt and Andrew left out a key thing about anal. Preparation. One finger, two fingers, three fingers. You can't just lube up and dive in. Here's the um... thing. I don't like fingers in my butt ever, ever, ever. So I would not <laughs> offer this tip to you, Lisa. It's just, it feels too weird. I just want to go straight in with the D. You know what I mean? Well, okay. I I kind of
3: I kind I, I kind of agree with Andrew on this. I do not really feel very comfortable with fingers mainly because I don't trust people's yeah, habits yeah, like, when they clip their nails. Oh. Like, ew, ew. like nails can hurt and also there are a lot of diseases and bacteria that that are lodged underneath your fingernails and so you could get sick or like my boogers. And a virus. Yeah, you could get a virus if The membrane is cut with the fingernail that's why
0: you always put a condom on your fingers the more you know
3: wow
1: elisa it's so funny to sit here and listen (laughs) to all of these objections to people using fingers and
3: also preparation (laughs) is
1: (laughs) preparation is (laughs) i'm just saying that that's an action that gets performed on women quite often (laughs)
0: Oh yeah. yeah.
3: But I also want to say, you know, to each their own. Like some people like to, you know, ease in, kinda of acclimate yourself to the water, and some like to just cannonball right into the deep end. So it really just depends on what kind of a person you are. Yeah.
2: Let me guess which one you are, Matt. <laughs> oh mm-hmm. I'll think I, about that.
0: I belly flop. <laughs> Elisa, have you tried doing the deed yet? No.
2: No, not at all. I'm okay. nervous.
0: Are you going to take Patrick's advice? One, two, three fingers.
2: Yeah, One, two, that,
0: three fist. I, I,
2: I think I think that is solid advice. To, to To be fair, I'm not listening to you guys. If I if I if I ever try it, it will be it will be um a slow a slow dive. Very okay. slow. I think and by that's slow fair. I mean like like literally like a pinky, and then we're done for a month. Yeah. <laughs> It's just
0: Laura, your anal experiences.
1: I don't like it. It's not. It's not that it's like I would call it bad. It's just like it literally does nothing for me. Like it really
3: doesn't. It really I mean... doesn't.
1: <laughs> it... And I will actually describe it. I'm sorry for those of you at home who aren't used to hearing this. This is usually the kind of stuff we talk about on After Dark. Um, but the way I described it to Elisa one time, because she was asking me about it, I was like, "Dude, it was literally just like there was a dick in my butt." <laughs> it's like well okay. Yeah. <laughs> i guess i can't
3: just, just... <laughs> just see laura just laying there going am i missing something here like that's pretty much it's what just happened
1: a... no like hmm. i will say like for me personally that is something that does absolutely nothing for me and yeah
0: okay <laughs> well it does a lot of thing for guys also I mean, I oh, didn't we have know prostates. That. Yeah. Well, I don't know. It's more than that to me. It means so much to me.
2: I it means like, that much. I feel like sometimes the appeal of anal is really in like the psychological aspect of it. Like, like, oh, this is like a taboo thing or something that I haven't tried before. It's a new experience, or just knowing sometimes that your partner is getting off can be hot. So. Even if mm. even if you yourself aren't super in love with it, I feel like there's an element of look how much he is enjoying it, mm-hmm. and that can be kind of hot to watch them like get off so much. So I feel like I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. I have zero fucking clue. <laughs> I <laughs> but mean, clearly, in general, call- I I are you would not me recommend. Selfish, Lisa? Well, no, I've I mean in the past I've said that about you, but not tonight. <laughs> That's not what I'm saying. Tonight, what I'm saying. Is I think that there's a psychological element that makes anal hot. It's not necessarily all in the physical. Right, because
0: I... as as I wrote in my Smash Cursed Child fan fiction, Albus, or Scorpius, says, He's inside of me. <laughs> it's psychological. He's inside me.
2: That's well, true. I but mean, that's, I... It's beautiful. But he's all, I
3: think he's also just saying what's actually happening.
0: Are you telling me what my characters are thinking? Yes no because i've no. said this before all right all right anyway not, not as scorpius but mm, yeah. uh thank you patrick for that advice elisa please keep us updated okay
2: i will do that promise i i promise i'll take <laughs> you, a picture of you the di- pinky yeah. before and after
0: you dirty yes. pinky promise all right it's time for surprise bitch
2: Surprise,
1: Surprise, bitch.
0: And this, what is a number associated with anal? Hmm. Hmm. I have no idea. Uh, I know. 481 for the number of times I've had anal sex. That's Colin. I don't know if he's done anal.
1: <laughs> Who is no longer a patron.
0: <laughs> Hello hey colin yes surprise bitch surprise bitch. Surprise, bitch surprise bitch oh hi hi how you <laughs> oh, doing hey. where in the country are you <laughs>
4: uh i am in portland
0: oh i love Portland. Oregon. portlandia mm-hmm. that's right did you come oh, to our God. wildly that's successful <laughs> imprint tour when we were up there
4: i did not i missed it oh bummer so sad oh really
0: oh uh, okay oh at least he's said he <laughs> <laughs> could have been like no fuck that um it how are a- how are you coping in the final days of barack obama's presidency colin no the girls are are here too
3: not yeah, not here not
0: well not, not,
4: not particularly well pretty sad
0: about it yeah are you watching the inauguration concert I don't think that I'm going to. Oh, well it already I, I happened. You gotta I, speak in I, past tense. Oh. Uh, three doors. Uh, oh, whoops. You missed three doors down. It was a big moment. No, I didn't see it. Oh, okay.
1: <laughs> you you didn't miss much.
0: <laughs> um no. we were just talking about anal. Do you have any anal tips for you, Lisa? Ah, <laughs> oh, nothing that comes to mind. Uh-huh,
4: I this is it. really, really crazy. By the way, I never, ever expected this.
0: <laughs> oh, good. You know why oh. I You Your number four eighty one, and I picked a number associated um, with anal four eighty one. Do you know why that is? Number no, I don't, I don't. Have to no, it, it's the number of times I've had anal sex. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> no way. How, do
2: you, do you Just, keep a tally above your bed, like every time it happens? Yeah. You carve. A switch, like what? No, I, I actually have
0: tattoos. Just... I have a little. I get a little.
2: I think that was really
3: time. just the number that when he stopped counting. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, Christ. Oh, Christ.
3: oh Christ! Okay, Colin. So, like, what is going on in Portland right now? Yeah, tell us something fun about the the city.
4: Well, I think that people are pretty upset at the moment about uh, you know our president.
0: Yeah, very blue um, over there. Our new up
4: there. Yes. Yes, indeed. Uh, actually, I'm on break at work right now, by the way.
3: Oh, great. I'm glad fired. we didn't
1: call you in the middle of your shift.
3: <laughs> yeah, what What do you right? do?
0: <laughs> I work at a dispensary in Portland. Yes. That's cool. Oh, That's appropriate. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that, actually. <laughs> so how long have you, been, have you been working there? Just a few months. I'm on my third month. Are you just high all the time?
4: uh a fair bit of the time <laughs> you <Yeah, just kidding. laughs> well,
1: you're, you're going to need that over the next 4 years
4: uh, yeah. absolutely are no. you high um, right now no no i'm not <laughs> thanks <for laughs> asking.
2: what are you what are you most nervous about with president trump
4: uh maybe healthcare comes to mind right away you know mm-hmm. um i hope that i hope that affordable care doesn't go away
1: yeah
0: yeah I
3: did,
1: mean yeah that's definitely been one of my biggies as well
0: did you have like like when you get employed at a dispensary do you ask your mm-hmm. boss like hey do I get to light up or does he just tell you that or <laughs> i <I'm> really <laughs> hung up on this what <laughs>
4: it's unfortunately discouraged
0: oh okay But, uh... but do, do you get some free stuff there because like you know if you work at like McDonald's yep. or something you get a free meal yeah, we do. We get samples. <laughs>
1: <cool>. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I want your job.
0: What is your favorite type of like edible marijuana?
4: Ah, we have some good stuff. I like uh, blackberry, blackberry fruit juice.
0: Ooh, my Ooh. oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. There's mm-hmm. all sorts
3: of good stuff out there. I like chocolate covered espresso beans. Those are usually my go-to. Nice, because you really. Nice. Because I'm not a big fan of, like, the overpowering taste of cannabis. And it right. kind of no, dis- it.
0: I agree. I don't like getting high at all.
3: Yeah, you like to be in control.
0: No. Yeah. But
3: you just, you just need to acclimate yourself to it. Do you prefer
0: edibles or...
4: I smoke primarily. Okay. All right.
2: <laughs> what was your... I've never I've act, I've never been high in my life. So what? you seem like a professional. What would your advice be for someone who's gonna try and get high for the first time?
4: Just a comfortable setting, you know, just be relaxed about it is all. Um
3: mm-hmm.
4: it should be fun. Just have a nice, relaxing, fun time. <laughs>
3: This works the same this this is the perfect excuse also for having anal sex. Like this is
4: <laughs> it goes both
3: ways. This is the maybe. best way. And that's exactly right. You need a comfortable environment. Maybe take a nice warm bath, light some candles. Maybe get a little high. And get I was a gonna
2: l- say, should 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 you like get high before you try anal for the first time? Like is this a thing? <laughs> so I did. I mean the last
1: one
2: no i
3: i enjoy having sex while i'm high wait laura <laughs> what were you just gonna say you
1: i was gonna say i did actually in and response how was that this question for you i mean it's still just like it didn't do anything for me like i was relaxed <laughs> just not doing it right well i right. think he That's he contrary, seemed like yeah. he was enjoying it very much so <laughs> i don't know colin Maybe you get like just...
0: a fat at it a friends and family discount <laughs>
4: Uh, yes, yes indeed.
1: <laughs> oh man, we are gonna come look you up next time we're in Portland.
4: Is there? Is I would there... be so excited to see you guys. Oh, <laughs> I was there in October. We'll get
1: a I have stopped high by. for the first time.
4: I'm a huge fan. Oh awesome! I
1: panicked, oh forced, oh forced that's
0: great! <laughs> awesome, Colin. Thanks so much. Um, I just want to ask no you problem. questions Thank about you. this dispensary all the time for for, for like <laughs> another hour. Go so when people come in, they don't smoke in there, right? Or are there like little samples?
3: No, okay. that's not allowed. It's
0: not Costco. <laughs>
4: <laughs> there are all of samples.
0: Like you just walk up to the lady with a hairnet. Oh, I'll take some of is there like a McDonald's nearby or something? Like what's the go-to place when people get Literally, Literally.
4: In- there's, there's literally a McDonald's across the street.
1: <laughs> oh, that's perfect.
0: <laughs>
4: <laughs> yes, it is.
0: That is. Uh, awesome. Okay, well, when whenever we're up there next, we're taking advantage of that friends, friends and family discount. I would, yeah, be, but yeah, that'd be. Does awesome. that even Hope work, to see you
3: guys? Wait, Colin, does that even work? Like, especially because California is going to legalize it too. Um, when you get your card, like, can you go mm-hmm. between state to state? I don't, I don't think that's a no. thing.
4: No, we we don't take other states' cards; just Oregon's cards here in Portland, and I think that's the case in every state.
3: Hmm.
0: Until, our new leader, President um, Trump, but, makes it the law of the land.
4: But, but that's just um, medical. Uh, anybody can purchase it here recreationally. It's a oh. whole thing. All sorts of, all sorts of rules.
3: Oh yeah, I regularly. got my card. Just walking down the board, uh, the beach in Venice. <laughs> it's just some out to you it's, like, it's a, like a stripper card. Yeah, in no, Vegas? you just walk. No, you just walk in. Say like I got bad problems, and you pay the forty bucks, and then you get your card.
4: I lived it's in L.A. Such a, a couple it's such uh, a years ago, system. actually. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I lived in Highland Park in northeast L.A.
0: Oh,
3: yeah, in Highland Park. Oh, okay, yeah, I know why you left.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right, Kyle, well, thanks for your support. We appreciate it. And, uh, hey, no la- light up for us tonight, okay?
4: Oh, for sure. You got it.
0: <laughs> I love you guys. Thank you. Raise the uh, joy to too, freedom. Colin. Thanks. Bye. <laughs> okay. Oh, <great, laughs> bye.
1: Oh, man, I loved him.
0: <laughs> yeah, you know, I didn't want to say this to his face, but he laughs like a high person.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, I mean Andrew,
3: I mean, to be honest, you laugh like a high person. too.
1: I laugh like a high person.
0: <laughs> I'm high on life. That's why
2: I laugh oh, like that. shut up, Emerson. Yeah, you must be high yeah. on life. You're not helping at all with the takedown of Trump. It's easy for you. <laughs> Just sitting back there smoking your fucking blunts. We'll do all the heavy lifting
0: only thing i'm smoking is some dick and some catching some your cr- yeah, mr corona bundles. catching your
2: shitty pokemon that <laughs> never hatch
0: yeah don't remind me don't remind me all right <laughs> well we're at the end of the show final show under the presidency of obama i don't even know what to say i feel like uh i didn't who would have thought we'd we'd i look at the tv like on cnn and fox news I see the inauguration of Donald Trump, and I feel like we're living in an episode of The Twilight Zone or something. I I just can't compute those words
2: appearing on television. I know. Me either. Yeah.
1: I'm just trying to (sighs) remember. This time eight years ago, Elisa and I actually were um, preparing to go to Obama's first inauguration. Um, And I remember we stayed up all night. We walked around... Um, the mall trying to find our entryway because the secret service kept blocking everything off and we were freezing and miserable, but we were so happy and so excited. And I'm just trying to look back on that and hold on to that right now because the next couple of days are going to be really hard. <laughs> um, but I think we're going to, I think we'll that we'll be we, together. I think that we need to hold on to that and try and keep it together. Give ourselves a couple of days to just feel shitty about it, but then we need to get back on the horse and we need to be calling and writing and marching and protesting and standing up for people and writing editorials and doing anything that you think you can do to get your voice heard.
3: Hmm. Yeah. Get on that horse.
2: I agree. I think. I think attending marches and protests uh, anywhere, anytime that you can be physically present uh, is is important because it it generates media attention and the media attention is something that the trump administration can't deny i think i completely agree that calling and writing is still very important your your congressmen uh, need to hear from you when you disagree about something it does make a difference that said you know trump isn't going to hear that and you know the country won't hear that what they will hear is you physically being at a protest or at a rally? Um, they will see that there will be cameras. It's undeniable. Seeing is believing. So get out and if, and and attend a protest, attend a march or a rally. Anything. Now it's the women's march, but there will be some, there will be others. The next four years will be rife with opportunity to march and to rally. Take advantage of those times. Go. Be part of it because that's undeniable. And I think that. That we need to we need to have big numbers turn out against the Trump administration if we stand any hope of actually of actually taking him down four years from now. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Beautiful, beautiful. Um, so to wrap up the show today, we are going to play uh, an iconic moment in American history. But first, I just want to say coming up on After Dark, <laughs> we're going to talk about we're going to be adults and talk about preparing for the future. Laura's been on an adventure to buy a house. I can't wait to hear about this because mm-hmm. she's been doing way more research than I have. And um, I can't wait to hear some tips from Laura. You can listen by going to patreon.com slash millennial. You get your own RSS feed, by the way, which you can add to the podcast app of your liking. So you can listen to the bonus content just like you do this podcast. It's so easy. Visit patreon.com slash millennial. You can pledge as little as $2 a month. At $5 a month, that's where you get After Dark every week, as well as hashing it out, access to our Google Docs, and more. So uh, let's play this moment. Goodbye, everyone. Godspeed. I'm Andrew.
2: I'm Elisa. I'm Laura.
0: And I'm Matt. Oh, you guys sound so sad.
2: I am Obama. Thanks, Obama. Thanks, Obama. The Thanks Obama. declare the destiny of a nation.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes, we can.
3: It was whispered by slaves and abolitionists as they blazed a trail towards freedom through the darkest of nights. Yes, we came. It was sung by immigrants as they struck out from distant shores and pioneers who pushed westward against an unforgiving wilderness. Yes, we came. It was the call of workers who organized, women who reached for the ballot, a president who chose the moon as our new frontier, and a king who took us to the mountaintop and pointed the way to
1: the promised land. Yes, we can to justice and equality.